Good morning. I want to talk about the revelation of Jesus Christ. I'm going to look at the book of Revelation just for a minute. We're not going to talk about eschatology. I'm not going to get into that. But I'm going to look at the book of Revelation. What we do with Revelation is what we do with circumstances in our life. We need to understand that the Bible is just simply, the, the word Bible just simply means books. When they wrote, they had scribes that would, they would talk and the scribes would write it down. There's accounts of the Gospels. They didn't write, Paul didn't go, I'm writing the book of Corinth. He says a letter to the church in Corinth. We call it the book of Corinthians. That's fine. People later called the book of Corinthians, and that makes it simple to remember, and they added scriptures and verses. That was never put in. The book of Revelation is not called the book of Revelation. The correct title is one of the few books in the Bible that actually titled is the Revelation of Jesus Christ. How you title something determines what you're looking at. Is it the book of needing a healing, or is it the revelation of the healer? See, in the book of Revelation, there was a revelation of Jesus before he gave instruction. See, what a lot of Christians do, we're trying to believe for something while we're also trying to believe he's good that can give it to us. We need to establish the revelation of Jesus Christ before we ask for things. It's a, there's an order to things. When Jesus wrote the letters, he would always say to the, to the one who is and was and is to be. Before he gave in any instructions, he said, this is who I am. I love the book of Revelation. There's a lot of things. You can look at the satanic trinity, you know, because Satan just copies. Satan, the beast, you know, and, 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 and you know, the false prophet. There's a, the satanic trinity. And actually, the word eschatology, Rick Renner does a great teaching on this. See, in English, it's last days, right? Last days, last days, last days. But in Greek, it's last days and last of the last. And so it was actually for shipping ports. You know, like we, the... The next five exits, these are the last five exits for 500 miles. Then it says the last exit. So there's the last of the last in the Greek where when the Bible talks about the last of the last. So when the church is more interested in the Antichrist or the mark of beast than Jesus and what he's doing on the earth, we need a revelation of Jesus Christ. When Jesus lists the signs, when he lists the signs of what to do, what's going to happen, he says wars and rumors of wars, but make sure you're not troubled. He doesn't stop there. We stop there. Wars, rumors of wars, we need to stock up. And I'm not saying don't stock up for food. Just living in Houston, you should do it. Why? Because people, if people panic, it doesn't have to be real. The shelves are going to be bare. So you should have some. And it doesn't get stocked up in a day. But Jesus lists the signs. Make sure you're not troubled. But he doesn't stop there. Therefore, the church, we cannot stop there. Wars, rumors of wars, pestilence. And he goes, but he keeps listing. But then he says, but this gospel of the kingdom will be preached to every nation. Then the end shall come. The church has no business stopping on any sign other than releasing the kingdom to the nations. Those are all just signs, wonders. But he, Jesus says, Jesus kept talking. He didn't stop. He says, this is. So when we look at the revelation of Jesus, Christ in the book of Revelation, we say the book of Revelation, and we instantly we don't think about Jesus. Most people don't. They think about the Antichrist. They think about the beast. They think about what nation. You, you know, when the, the creatures in the, in the Revelation, and I love Revelation. The creatures in Revelation, they, they're symbolic of each nation. You know, a dragon's not going to come out of the ocean. It represents China, represents England, and all these things. All these things are going to come to pass. But before Jesus opened the scrolls, first, the one had to be worthy to open the scrolls. We need a revelation of Jesus Christ in many of our circumstances because just like this, we have the books in our life. And they're separate. The book of needing and healing. The book of, is it the book of asking for finances or is it the revelation of the one that provides the finances? See, we need to change our focus on just what we're asking for. We need to also understand the one we're asking to is the one that can actually do it. 
It is the revelation of Jesus Christ. John thought he knew Jesus. He was on earth. He knew Jesus. But then in Revelation, the veil of humanity was ripped, and it was a different Jesus than what he walked with on earth. Friends, there is another Jesus coming. He is the ultimate revivalist. He is the one that brings things back that are dead and are alive. There is a Jesus coming on the earth that we have not experienced or we have not seen. And if you think you know everything about Jesus, you need another revelation of Jesus Christ. He said the revelation of Jesus Christ, the Antichrist, the beast, the trials, those are all supporting cast to the one thing that says God is in control. And you say, how, John, how can Satan know all this stuff and still bring it? So he knows, see, Satan's goal is to bring as many lost people to hell with him. I used to live in a house. We didn't have a pool, but my neighbor had a pool, Brent. So I used to go across and we used to go swimming. Brent was so much bigger than me, and he'd always try to throw me in, but he never threw me in without him going in too. So that's the way Satan is. I'm going down, and I'm going to bring everybody I can with me. So he wants to extend time so more people are born, so more people go into hell. The only way it ends is because God's going to force his hand. Friend, God is in control. He's the one that sets time, season this. So we need a revelation of Jesus Christ. So I don't know what books you are in your life. I don't know how we categorize things. Because you can be really good in this area, and this area you're like, I don't know if I trust Jesus. I don't know if I you know, take this step. I don't know if I can do it. I don't know. And so we need a revelation of the one that guides us. You know, in Egypt, uh, you know, and Jesus, when he was born, he, he, he just didn't become a, a, the son of man when he was born. In Daniel, there was a fire before, long before he was born on earth. He says, a non-believer saw, I see one walking in the fire, and he looks like the son of man. Non-believers are going to get a revelation of Jesus Christ, and they're going to have to say yes or no. Because most people that have rejected God actually have rejected religion, thinking they've rejected God, but they don't know the true God. But the church's job is to show the real God and say, do you want the real God? The God that heals, the God that loves, the God that saves, the God that restores, the God that cares. Because most of most of people on the world have a mentality of God that is not true. It's a religion. So, like, I rejected God. No, you've just rejected your image of God, but let me tell you about the real true God. Then you can reject him because we can't force him. And it's our job not to stop at any sign but the revelation of Jesus Christ and to push this gospel out. You know, when we're doing the blankets, I'm like, look, I don't want to just do something to make us feel good. When I'm sitting there, I go, it's getting cold. Do you need the sleeping bags? Yes, we can always use sleeping bags. The church needs to get a, see, on the day of Pentecost, they waited, but then they went. They didn't keep waiting and keep prophesying over each other and keep praying over each other and keep loving each other. They actually went. And the baptism of the Holy Spirit is so we have power to be witnesses. John, when does evangelism start? As soon as you exit those doors, it starts. That's when it starts. It's not a Friday night or 7 o'clock or 8 o'clock. God, give us more passion for souls. You want revival? Guess what? The true revival is Jesus will give you a passion for souls. You cannot have revival without caring about souls. It doesn't matter. Pensacola, study every revival. Started with prayer, and it always included souls. Amen? So I've been texting people, inviting people. and You, know, you can invite people to different things, but see, you don't have to be an evangelist to evangelize. You don't need to be a prophet to prophesy. And you don't need to say, thus saith the Lord. You say, I just see this about you, you know. I was walking in uh, Freebirds. I like Freebirds. And there's this guy sitting out there, and I gave him a word about ministry, and I gave him a word about a call. And he, went, he goes, man, you're the second person this week that's told me that. I said, well, that's just confirmation, right? So it's like, you know, so it can be anywhere. And I didn't go, thus saith the Lord. You know what I mean? I mean, if you want to, you can. See how, let me know how that works for you. So here's John. He was the closest to Jesus, right? It's not even really debatable. They would ask John the question at the, at the Last Supper because he was the closest. And he, John would say the one Jesus loved. Well, Jesus loved them all. 
What separated that from John, John got a revelation of actually that he was loved. See, God loves us all. But do you have a revelation that says the one whom Jesus loves? That's, it wasn't like he loved. It's not the one that Jesus loved more, the one that Jesus loved. There's a huge difference in that. And so here's John. He knew Jesus, and he loved Jesus, and he was the only one at the cross, the only disciple at the cross. It was John who Jesus said, take care of my earthly mother. Behold your son, behold your mother. It was John. It wasn't Peter. It was John. But yet in Revelation, John got another revelation of Jesus Christ that he did not get on earth. He couldn't even stand up. So as close as you are to Jesus, as much as you know, friends, there's a lot more coming. There is a revelation of Jesus Christ coming on the earth that the world, the church hasn't seen. And then people will have to make a choice. Reject or not reject. And just like Pontius who said, what is truth? And he, he walked away from Jesus, the very embodiment of proof. When you turn from Jesus, everything else is a counterfeit. Will you turn from the one? So it's our job to make him clearly known, amen? So the book of Revelation, as soon as you say book of Revelation, you think, oh, I'm going to get this revelation, I'm going to get that revelation. But when you title it the revelation of Jesus Christ, the true title, then you go, okay, this is about Jesus. This is about Jesus. It's about who he is and what he's doing. And so before he opened the scroll, John says, I wept because no one was worthy. And said, behold, do not weep. The lion of the tribe of Judah, he's, Judah is worthy to open the scrolls. Before the scrolls, this doesn't list them. Scroll one, scroll two, scroll two, seal one, seal two. There was a scroll and seven seals. There is one worthy. It has to, it described Jesus. When he wrote the letters, it described Jesus, the one that is and one and is to come. See, we need a revelation before we even start praying about healing. You need a revelation before you even start. Is it the book of needing finances or is it the revelation of the one that always provided? See, when the Egyptians were chasing the Israelites, they go, John, why didn't they stop him? Because the angel of the Lord, who is Jesus, got behind the Israelites, dark to one, light to others. The Egyptians couldn't even see, so they couldn't even move. Jesus is going behind you and stopping the enemy in some of your lives. You said the enemies chased me and chased me. The angel of the Lord, Jesus, he's always existed. He wasn't born and then existed. No, the one that created everything. All things were created by him, for him, and through him. There is one, friends. This boy, this book points to a person, not just commandments, not just rules. The only reason why God says do not lie because he's not a liar. The only reason he says be faithful because he's faithful. He's not telling you to do anything. He's not. This book points to a person, Jesus. When we pray for revival, we're praying about a person that actually walked through aisles, Jesus. He is going to walk on the earth. He's going to touch people. Yes, and it's our job to show them the real Jesus. We need another revelation of Jesus Christ. We do. I need it. You need it. This need it. When we come for healing, God, I need healing. No, first go. Revelation of the healer. Then it's a lot easier to pray. God, I need finances, finances, finances. No, you prayed. You provided for the Israelites. You were faithful for this building. You be faithful for the next building, Pastor Allen. We're walking into buildings that are paid off, orphanages that are paid off. We're not just going to write checks. We're actually going to go and do this, this sleeping bag thing friends it's not just about sleeping bag it's about the epicenter giving to something going to somewhere and actually giving and caring for people that we actually say we care about the revelation of Jesus Christ and what you title your adversity or what you're praying for determines what you're looking at the the book of needing money the book of needing a healing the book of needing direction we need a revelation of the good shepherd who leads us and guides us. See, Jesus is the lion, but he's also the lamb. Getting something new is not letting go of something. Because we can remember they didn't have a Bible. Abram didn't have a Bible before God changed his name. 
He didn't have scriptures to go look at. David didn't have psalms to go read. We do. He actually went to the God who gave him the psalms. Amen? God has psalms for you. They didn't have a book like we have a book. You go to China and give it out, and they rip their scriptures, and they memorize things, and they share it. We have 15 versions and don't read it. And other places, they're starving for this. And we put this aside, and we look, podcast, this, Facebook, TikTok, all the dances they do, you know, all these things. And here is the living word, to know a person, not just what to do, not just instruction. God, I need to know what to do. When you have a revelation of the one who's guiding you, you understand he's walking with you. When I go to wars, it's not an instruction like my boss is saying, hey, go here, pick up lunch. Sometimes I get, you know, I work for Clay. Some of you know, I say, all right, go here, pick up lunch for killing. Sometimes very rarely, you know, he pays. I'll go pick it up. That's not the instructions of God. I am with you. I'm going to give you another helper. I'm in you. When he goes to say, you know, Dan and Alicia, you know, I hear the words over your life. You know, I'm just, just thinking of you guys and just... The discipleship center. How can we be that? God's going to give you instruction. As we sit at his feet, he's going to give you instruction. But when you get up to do it, he's going with you to do it. And he's giving you the provision. See, God is the provider. So like, he, he, if you look at the Bible, they had, okay, Jehovah Jireh. I need a provider. There was a bush. There was a ram. There was the right time. There was a cot. It wasn't three days later. It wasn't two days before. It was at the time he needed it. Jehovah Jireh. Then over here, healer. Jehovah Rapha. He's not... He's not, he didn't lose Jehovah Jireh. I gather that. Then I gather Jehovah the healer. And then I gather that. And they start naming and the, the names because one name can't describe him. And he's the bomb of Gilead. He's the fairest of 10,000. He's the lily of the valleys. He's the lion. He's the lamb. He's the one that was dead that was raised again. He was the one that was pierced. He's the only one to open the scrolls. No one name can describe him. So I don't know what books you have divided in your life like I do. Needing this, needing that. I needed a car recently, and yet he provided a car. But he is the re- We need a revelation of who he is before we even go to the prayer room and ask what we need. Because we're going in with him. God, I thank you. You provide every need. I thank you. You heal every disease because you're the healer. You're the bomb of Gilead. You're directing us because you're the good shepherd. He's not giving us instruction of something he's not. He's with us, and he's actually the one that actually guides and delivers. Amen? You guys getting this? The revelation of Jesus Christ and what you title something determines what you're looking at. I need prayer for I don't know what to do. Go to this. Go to the ones and read from the people that didn't have a book to read and they had to actually listen to him to write. Start there. And then get quiet and hear him. And then you say, God, I thank you. And no longer are you saying, God, I need this, I need that. Lord, I thank you. You've already provided the need. And I thank you when I get there, the bush will have the ram what I need. Moses was supposed to be a dead baby. But he was in those reeds, and it was Pharaoh's daughter who came down at the right time. God has divine appointments and timings for you that man cannot set up. So, Lord, I thank you for every open door for the people here. Not just jobs and spouses and things, God, but I thank you for a divine appointment of revival. I thank you you've determined when revival will start in its fullness, God. And the revival's not just about signs, wonders, or miracles, or crutches, or people getting healed from diabetes or dialysis. We're going to go to dialysis centers. We're going to do a lot of things that you guys don't even know, but 
we need another revelation of Jesus Christ. Not a revelation of revival. Not a revelation of healing. But the person of Jesus Christ. Lord, I thank you you still care. You still walk on the earth. You still give dreams. You still touch. You still restore marriages. You still have limbs grow. And and now we're the ones that represent you on the earth. And we're not going to stop at wars, rumors of wars. You hear what's happening at Russia, Ukraine. God, help us to strategize to get this gospel out. We have a responsibility, Epicenter. There is a portion that God has makes us responsible for, for the kingdom. It's not one church can do everything. And it's not called to that. You're not called to do everything, but guess what? You're called to do something. You're called to pray into something. There's bold. Some of you, Lord, I thank you for stirring up the intercessory call. Not just the intercessory gift, but the intercessory call. Some of you have not prayed like you should pray, and I'm not condemning you, but you're like, I don't, I don't, you don't need a mic. You don't need a plane ticket. When you sit there washing dishes and you pray, you can pull down principalities. One prayer changes everything. One prayer can change everything. One, hey, Jesus, if you were here earlier, if you were here earlier, Lazarus wouldn't, wouldn't have died. No, 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 no. I am the resurrection and the life. The greatest revivalist is Jesus. Revival means bring dead to what's life. Man's relationship with God died, but the cross brought it back to life. God, help us not care about just signs, wonders, and miracles. Help us care about souls. Actually, people that are going to heaven. Right now, just think about some people that you don't know. Lord, I thank you for souls being saved. I thank you for putting people in their life, divine appointments, divine connections. God, I thank you, Lord. There's no revival without souls being saved. And I don't mean, oh, it happens all on a Sunday morning. I have means when you guys, man, I was getting my hair cut. It's a lady I never talked to. I, never, I just told her, do you know Jesus? And I'm not saying, I'm not giving you the words. I'm not giving you the steps. I'm not giving you the plans. Let God speak through you, amen. I know, I heard all, everybody in here that I know that's prayed, it flows out. That's the same way a conversation for evangelism flows out. So I'm very, very excited about Blaine coming. Invite your friends November 6th because I do believe it will be uh, addition to the cloud. Amen? We've had prophets. We've had different speakers, and they've all been good. But, Lord, I thank you for revival. I thank you for the cloud, the size of a man's fist. And then he says, go tell him, Ahab, to go because the rain's coming. Lord, I thank you. The revival rain actually has started. I thank you. The ground isn't as dry as it used to be. I thank you when we walk. Actually, there's a print where we used to walk. So I thank you, Lord, for revival rains, washing on your people, refreshing. Everybody that needs refreshing. If you need, I'm not calling you, if you need, if you're dry and you need refreshing, raise your hand. That's me. If you need some refreshing in your life, raise your hand. Not even looking around them. That's just saying, God, I thank you. Every hand that's raised that needs refreshing, God, I thank you for sending the refreshing. Lord, I thank you for bringing rain in the desert and the dry places, God. Sunday, Lord, I thank you for every, I thank you for every dry place in our lives that you're bringing the fresh rains, God. And when you bring the rains, things grow. And when the things grow, they bring fruit. And the fruit has seeds, Lord. Help us not just eat all our fruit, but to sow the seeds. And I'm not just talking about money. I'm talking about your words. Riley talked about words. So, Lord, we bless those things. God, when we see something and the world's cursing it, and we say we speak life. We speak truth over things, God. Some things we need to bury in this place. Some things, God, the past, the hurts, the angers, Lord. But I thank you for your healing, refreshing winds on your people of God, Lord. The revelation of Jesus Christ. See, what we title it is a big factor of what we are focus on, focusing on, highlighting, and exalting. What we focus on, highlight, and exalt. Is it the need 
or is it the one that actually provides the need? Is it what you need or the one that actually is there with you, that actually cares that you've been hurt or abused or those things? It's real easy just to ask, ask, you know what the Bible taught differentiates between prayer and supplication? Prayer is a communication, supplication is asking. We think prayer is just asking, asking. That's a very small part to prayer. So Lord, I thank you. I thank you, God, we have your word. I thank you we can read from the, as it was inspired by the Holy Spirit. And I don't know everybody in here or everybody's listening to this podcast, but if you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, if you don't know him as your friend, the Bible, Jesus, Jesus said, you must be born again to enter the kingdom of God. Not a priest, not a prophet, not a pastor. Jesus said, and you become born again when you confess with your mouth and you believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead. He's God. He died on the cross for your sins. And you can ask him in your heart and you can be born again. And what happens, he changes your desires. So I thank you for today. I thank you for the worship, God. I thank you for the worship team. I thank you for the cloud and the atmospheres to change, God. I thank you as we go through those doors, begin to walk through those doors. Even when we leave our doors in our house, God, we prepare our hearts. I thank you for atmospheres and homes to change, God. Some, you know, some of you are going to change what you're I'm not saying you're watching bad things or your times, but time. Time is the most valuable thing. We, you can lose money and get it back, but time is gone. So, Lord, I thank you for redeeming our time and knowing our days, knowing where we stand, God. I thank you as a church. We're going to gather the lost and send out the saved, God. We're going to gather the lost and send out the saved. The lost will come in and be saved, not just here, but in crusades, camps. Some of you guys are going to go to refugee camps. Sabata, you're going to go to refugee camps. I was I was going with Sabata, and, and, and I go, Blaine, you're on the speakerphone, and then he texts me. He goes, who was that? And he goes, signs, wonders, and miracles like he's never seen. Press into that. So, Lord, I just thank you for not just Sabata, but for the church. God, I thank you. And the only reason he could say that is over Sabata is because God already said it over his life. So, Lord, I thank you that a prophet doesn't give us purpose or destiny. It comes from you. Amen. So just this week, just be thinking about when, when, you, when you have your prayer requests and your needs, say, what revelation do I need in this need? What revelation of Jesus? I need a healing. I need a revelation of the healer. That way I'm not trying to believe for a healing and believe that he actually heals. I'm not trying to actually believe for my financial need and does he, does he even, see, we're, we're, we're two. We're, that's actually double-minded. Is he? And I need this. When you solidify that, then we can go to the prayer room and say, yes, I receive it, Lord. I believe what you said you, you will do because it's who you are. Amen?